Yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome to the Better Black Than Never podcast. I am your host, Tavarnas King, and I am excited to be here with you guys. Excited to be here with this podcast where we're going to be talking about news, the culture. We're going to have some dope interviews. We're going to be doing a lot of dope shit on this podcast, and I'm really excited to be lending my voice to the to the atmosphere that exists today in a way that I hope you know you guys will help you guys digest some of the craziness that's happening in the world. And you know, you know what this podcast is about is finding and giving you guys a way to listen to the news and hear the news talked about in the way, at least for me, I grew up listening to the news. You know, I got a lot of the news, a lot of my education about what was happening in the world, not only from TV, but mostly by listening to what the adults were talking about in the barbershops and when my mom would take me to the beauty shops and in the bakeries and the playgrounds and, you know, around the hood, listening to, you know, people talk about what was happening in the world in a way that was really raw and unfiltered and really, really honest. You know, mainstream media, you know, they have their 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 what how shall I phrase it? They have their point of view, which tends to be about the money, right? The moment f- money came into the free press, the free press really wasn't about the truth anymore. It's very rare to find mainstream media that's going to tell you the truth in unfiltered ways because they got to protect that money. If they insult the wrong people, if they insult the wrong investor, the wrong company, that could be their ass, right? Uh, So the goal, one of the goals here is to give you news in a way that's honest, that's well-informed without any concerns about, hey, if I say this, this group is not going to like it. If I say this, that group is not going to like it. Who gives a fuck? I just wanted to talk about the real and the other goal is to give you the news and then tell you, well, what does this mean for us black people, right? Because at the end of the day, better black than never. That's why I call the podcast Better Black Than Never, because even though dealing with anti-blackness is a struggle, being black is not a struggle. I hate when people talk about, oh man, black, being black is such a struggle. Being black is such a burden. It's not. Don't confuse the fight against anti-blackness with blackness itself. itself. If I had to do it all over again, I would still want to be black. I would still want all this melanin and everything that comes with it. And unfortunately, right now, in this version of the universe, in this version of reality, that means a lot of anti-blackness. And fighting that, fighting anti-blackness, yeah, that can be tough. That can be annoying. That could be draining. But being black itself, that is a blessing. That is not a struggle. And so one of the things that we're going to be make sure that we do on this podcast is kind of bring you information on how to protect your peace how to enjoy your life because that's really hard right now you know mental health 
as well as physical health, all that stuff. Health in general is fucking a problem right now, right? And and that was the truth before before the pandemic. Now you got the pandemic. Some of you probably know someone who caught it. Maybe even you yourself had it or have it. Then, of course, on top of that, we're dealing with all the economic fallout. You know, so we definitely as a community need to get advice from people who know how to protect and maintain mental health as well as how to build. You know, there's a lot of information that we're going to be given in this podcast specifically for black folks. And, you know, I'm looking forward to having those interviews, having those people come on and talk about how how they're doing and then how they believe you and I can be doing so that we can come out on the other end of this better people. So, yo, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, I started this podcast for real last year, but then I took some time off to kind of organize some things to get some things, get some ducks in a row. But now we're back. We're back and better than ever. And I'm totally happy and totally geeked up to get into it because we got a lot of shit to talk about. You know, the thing with podcasts Unless you're a daily podcast, one of the things that you always struggle with is, you know, being behind the news, right? And so this podcast has the same issue. Like, you know, today we're going to be talking about some things that happened a while ago, but we're still dealing with the repercussions of it. And therefore, in some ways, it's still fresh. But since this podcast will be twice a week. Mondays and Wednesdays at 3 p.m. with some shorts here and there when, you know, important breaking shit, breaking news happens. But because it's going to be Mondays and Wednesdays at 3 p.m. instead of every day, because I don't know if I can do this every day and I don't know if you want this every day, right? But because of that, that means there are times where we're going to be a couple days late, but we're still going to cover the shit that's important. You know, we're still going to cover the shit that's important because we got to talk about it. And then we got to then ask the question with every piece of these news, with every bit of these events that happen in the world. Okay, well, what does this mean for black folks? But that's when the podcast is going to be going up. Mondays and Wednesdays at 3 p.m. At least to start, we'll see if we need to change the time. Maybe we need to go earlier. You know, right now. I chose 3 p.m. as kind of that point in the day where you can listen to podcasts on your way home. You can listen to the podcast while you're having dinner. Kind of a wrap up your day, midday kind of, you know, offering of news. It also gives me the opportunity to make sure that whatever I'm talking about is current. You know, therefore, you know, I will be talking about things that happened that day. And we can reminisce and talk about, you know, all the shit that 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 not only happened that day, but things that happened over the weekend as well. So that gives us an opportunity to really make sure that we are covering the topics that are really important. So, yeah, twice a week, Mondays and Wednesdays at 3 p.m., no more than an hour. And again, we'll see if we need to change that. Maybe you guys will like, hey, I love it, but can you give me a little bit less? And maybe you guys will be like, yo, I love it. Give me more. Give me an hour and a half. And I'm a talker. If you want me to keep on talking, that is something I can definitely do. That uh, That is not something that I struggle with. 
you know. And so, yeah, that's the story of the podcast. That's how we're going to be dealing with it, you know, over here. And, you know, we're going to see where this goes. I'm totally geeked to see how this all evolves. And I am super grateful to everyone who is tuning in right now. But, of course, we got to get into it. And you know what it is we got to talk about. Let's do it. So, yeah, we got to talk about the siege, y'all. <laughs> now, this happened about six days ago. So, there's no way this is breaking news to anyone. There is no one listening to this right now asking, Siege, what the fuck are you talking about? What siege? Those old movies? Those old terrible, <laughs> those terrible movies? No, no. White folks with some sprinkling of, you know, some black pepper, some black MAGA. Which we gotta have a whole different discussion about that, because brothers, what the, what the fuck, yo? But we can have a whole different discussion about that. That's not what I want to focus on right now. But about six days ago, white folks, white MAGA, got together and decided they were going to try and overthrow the government because they hated the fact that their boy Donald fucking Trump lost the election. Now. Here is the thing. There's been a whole bunch of takes. It's been six days. But what's hilarious about all these takes is that we still are going to be dissecting these things for a long time because there's new information coming out every day. Like literally today, we just found out that the Department of Defense denied a request from the Capitol Police when they were asking for help, when they realized, yo, Shit's about to pop off. Like we saw the memos today. Okay? Journalists were posting these these memos and these emails and these transcripts transcripts showing that when the Capitol Police, who thought it was gonna be uh, a couple of thousand, most likely a couple of hundred people, some spattering here and there, they didn't realize it was gonna be the mob that it was, and therefore they were not prepared. They were completely left to their own devices. Most police officers on the ground trying to protect the Capitol were completely abandoned. And I'm not sharing no tears for no cops at any time. I'm just giving you the facts. And so they tried to call in the DOD to come and help them. And the DOD was like, no. <laughs> like, nah, man, we're good. Nah, yeah, you, you handle this. Nah, 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 nah. Which is, look, again, shedding no tears for cops that's still kind of fucked up. It's still one thing if you think you're going to be dealing with a couple hundred people and then thousands of people show up at your door. That's crazy. That's that's fucked up. And so we're finding out new information every day about this. And I kind of feel that's going to be the case for the rest of the year and for a couple of years because there are levels to this, man. We're finding out people within the Senate who was telling through Twitter the mob where Speaker Pelosi was hiding. That's fucking crazy, man. So it's going to be a long time before we know the full story. That's why something that happened six days ago, we're still learning new shit about it. And I think today 
it was reported that another cop died. Like another cop suffered some serious injuries and another one died. If I'm not mistaken, that would make two cops who died during this. So, yeah, it's it was fucking crazy, man. But as crazy as it was, I do not know a black person personally who was surprised by it. Now, there's a different definition that I'm using for surprise because surprise in the way that I'm using it here means that they never thought that MAGA or white people in general were incapable of this. Nah, you fucking knew this. But maybe we were surprised because we did not expect it on that day. I mean, I don't know how many people woke up that day and said, you know what? It's a dope Thursday. I'm going to get myself some coffee. I'm going to get myself on Twitter real quick so I can watch white people try and perform an insurrection. Then after that, I'm going to go for a run, for a jog, wear my mask. I'm going to get some dinner. Now, I don't think anyone planned for this to be a part of their day except for the people who did it, right? That's why I'm saying that while you may have been shocked, I don't know how many people were surprised. And I still don't know if that's the perfect way to say it. But surprise is not something that I heard from any of my black friends or any black people that I follow if we were talking about whether or not this was ever a possibility. No, there was no surprise in that. Okay? Because we all know that white people are only down for a quote-unquote democracy as long as they feel it privileges them. We've seen the research. We've seen them vote to try and keep people from being able to vote. You know what I'm saying? We've seen them support politicians who promise to you know, in dog whistle ways to keep black people out of office or or to keep, you know, black people underneath their heel. Like we've seen it. So for all the talk about how America is the greatest country in the world, blah, 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 and democracy and we're free. Nah, we know that white people are only down for quote unquote freedom as long as they feel that this freedom gives them the upper hand. The moment they believe you know what they feel that, yo, this thing, this democracy thing is not giving me what I want. It's not giving me the privileges that I, as a white person, believe that I should have. They're going to get rid of it all. They're going to get rid of it all. Now, I know that they whitewashed the fuck out of Martin Luther King Jr. So that you would know how radical he is and was. But... MLK said this way back to quote, and I'm going to exactly quote him. There aren't enough white persons in our country that are willing to cherish democratic principles over privilege. I'm going to say it again. There aren't enough white persons in our country that are willing to cherish democratic principles over privilege. And that's what we saw. That was the biggest flex of white privilege I've ever seen in my short life. In my short, the only thing that would have been just a crazier flex than that would be if white people committed 9-11 and straight up thought, yo, we're going to go home and eat dinner right after this. 
that's the only thing I could think of that would have been a bigger flex than that. And so black people are not surprised by this. We know that this is a part of what white people are about. And the fact of the matter is, Biden is not equipped to handle this. For real. He is not equipped with the the mental attitude and the proper perspective and the intestinal fortitude to actually handle this. Because we already are seeing the weakness in his position by all this by all this this is not who we are bullshit no this is exactly who we are and the only people who don't believe this is who we are are white people native americans know that this is who we are all the dead bodies of native americans that has been produced by the founding fathers to steal this land Sure as hell, black people know this is who we are. All the enslaved black people, all the oppression, all the rape, the murder. Motherfucker, there are still sundown towns in this place. Now, if you don't know what a sundown town is, a sundown town is, or rather are places in this country where you do not want to be after dark. Now, I haven't, now you probably know, some people here are going to probably want to crucify me. But I have not watched that Key and Peele show on HBO. Uh, I'm forgetting the name of it. <laughs> but I haven't watched that show. Just because I'm just not into TV like that. But I did hear that they did touch on the concept of sundown towns in that TV show. That, that shit is not in the past. Okay. Green Book, I believe that's what the name of the movie. That's a real book, and that book was produced to help black people who happen to be traveling around this country by car and by bus to know which places in America to avoid. Because there were places in America, and there are still places in America right now where you do not want to get caught in that spot, in these places, after dark, if your ass is black. Because... That might be the last night you breathe because they will kill you. And everybody in that town, from the sheriff to the police, the baker, the preacher, everybody, they will all know and they will all cover it up. That's who America is. And black people know this. So how? Do, so who, who the fuck are you talking to when you talk about this is not who we are? You're just talking to white folks. You're trying to console white white people. You're trying to console white white feelings. You're just trying to make sure that white people continue to believe the lie that America is the greatest country on the planet, even though we don't rape we don't rake top ten in anything that's important. Upward mobility, no. Salaries, no. Free press, no. no we don't. We're not top ten in anything that's in, in education. Fuck no. We're not top ten in any of the metrics that would say that we're this gr- this great country in the world, and yet white folks keep believing this is the. Gr- can you t- that cl- that clip from that TV show? Can you please tell us why America is the greatest country in the world? I love his response. We're only top ten 
in people who believe in angels and gun ownership, if I recall the clip correctly. So what the fuck are you talking about? So all this nonsense about this is not who we are is to satiate the fears, to assuage the fears, the concerns of one group, white folks. And by the mere fact that Biden is getting himself involved in that lie, as opposed to confronting this reality head on with actual criticism of America that made this happen, shows you he is not equipped to handle this. Because in reality, and this might sound crazy, if he was serious about handling this, this insurrection would give him the perfect opportunity to go after white supremacy in every which way. Every which way. Every which way. Because every time someone will say, hey, what are you doing? He can always point to motherfuckers climbing the Capitol walls, breaking into the Capitol through the windows, killing police officers, this complete and total out-of-control siege and bomb, and he can just straight up say, that's why I'm doing it. That's why we're not going too far. And he can use that as cover for the next four years to root out white supremacy every which way. But I bet you dollars to dime he won't because he don't have the guts to do it. Because at the end of the day, even these liberals benefit way too much from white supremacy and white privilege to really attack it, to really go after it. So this idea that this is new, this is not who we are is total bullshit. The ashes of Black Wall Street, they they know. They speak to the fact that this is who we are. The dead bodies that happened 1898 Williamton, which is the last time there was a violent overthrow of an American government. Go look that shit up on YouTube. Fucking shocking. They they know. This is who we are. This ain't the first time white supremacists overthrew the American, or at least in this case, attempted to in 1898, actually did it. This ain't the first time. And America has been overthrowing democratically elected governments around the fucking world since the fucking 60s, maybe even before that. So this bullshit about this is not who we are. This is exactly who we are. And unfortunately, we have a leader in place who doesn't have the guts, doesn't have the vision to go after this in the way that he should. Because in reality, he's got the perfect setup to go after it. I mean, right now we know, given some polling, given some research, that 12% of Americans approve of what happened. 12% of Americans approve of what happened, man. It's not a fucking small number. That's a, that's millions of people, bro. Now, what's the least they can do? Well, the least they can do would be to kick out all the senators who had anything to do with this. Ted Cruz, Howley, all of them, gone. If you at all part- participated with the lie that the 
election was rigged and stolen, even though you had no evidence. And every time you went to court, you lost because you had no evidence. If you had any part in this, you're fucking gone. And politically, that is something that both both Biden and Pelosi will want to happen because that will give them fucking total control, at least for the first two years. Maybe entire the entire Biden presidency, they'll give them total control of Congress and the Senate. Like if you're a congressman and you 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 decide to get involved in this, then you're a part that incited this fucking violence. Gone, senators gone. Kick them all out, and next thing you know, Biden got himself a veto, a a block proof Congress and Senate. He can do whatever the fuck he wants for the next at least two years. Maybe for the next four years. But I bet you they won't do it. I bet you they won't do it, man. Because it requires guts. I've seen nothing so far that shows that the Democrats have the guts to just go for it. Even today, we just found out that Pelosi decided to give Pence 24 hours to enact a 25th amendment or they're going to impeach what the fuck are you giving him 24 what the fuck is he going to do in 24 hours that he didn't do even though he had all the evidence to do it the last fucking four years that why you why are you playing pussy for with this motherfucker yo just impeach fuck all that just impeach and for those for those who don't know Impeaching him is like really important because one thing I said was going to happen when he leaves office was that he was going to make it clear that he was going that he was going to run again in 2024. Well, you can't run again if you're impeached. You cannot hold any office if you are convicted of an impeachment. Along with a lot of stuff, you know, like lifetime secret service protection gone. Pension gone, even though it doesn't matter to him. There's a lot of things you lose if you're convicted on impeachment charges as a president. So it is something that they should absolutely do. But until I see it, man, I don't trust the Democrats to have the guts to do it. That's that's my thing. I just don't trust them to have the intestinal fortitude to actually do it. So at the end of the day, the question still is. What does this mean for black people? Now, I was kind of pissed off when, you know, a couple of people online were, you know, like trying to put it on black people to do something and to, you know, get involved while this thing was happening. Like, motherfucker, no. This is white people problem. This is white people shit. Don't, don't ask black folks to get involved in trying to save white people when they're doing their bullshit. Let them do their bullshit and let them pay the consequences. If you're going to do the bullshit, if you're going to do the crime, you can do the time. But at the end of the day, though, we got to know, well, what does this all mean for us? Like, what, what does this mean for the community? I think a couple of things. Number one, the reality is one of the reasons why I'm not shedding any tears for police who either died or were harmed during this is that overwhelmingly police vote Republican. So that was right wing on right wing crime. I'm not shedding tears for them. 
those cops who died, the probability is at like 80% and higher that they voted for Trump. So you got bit by the snake, you fed. But the reason why it is important to note that is because one of the reasons, and Joy Reid really broke this down, one of the reasons why these insurrectionists felt so bold as they did all this, as they planned all this, was that they were and are unafraid of the police because they know that the police is on their side. That even without research, and there's actual research to back this up, even without research, just the eyeball test, and you see how gentle police are with all manner of white protests and white rioters compared to how they treat black activists and other non-white activists. So even if you don't have the data and the data backs this up, the eyeball test tells you, yep, mm -hmm, they're on our side. We can totally do this and not be afraid of the cops. But now that the police are forced, now the police are forced to get in there and make some arrests, put some people in jail. The reason why these white people are freaking out and they're crying because they didn't expect it because they thought these motherfuckers were on their side, which politically they are. But yet they're still being arrested and they kind of feel as if it's a betrayal. And I think on the other side of it, the police themselves feel as if they are betraying these people who they actually agree with, who they actually support. So the question becomes, well, if you have this internal conflict where you suddenly are turning on, quote unquote, your own people, and in many respects, legitimately your own people, meaning white people, how do you even that up? Well, you even that up probably, most likely, by going even harder after black and other non-white people. And so when I think about one of the ways that this is going to come back on the black communities, I think we're probably going to see an increase in aggression from the police aggression from the police towards black folks especially when we're protesting i think we're gonna see an increase in that because i think subconsciously they're gonna try and even shit up because they were forced to go against their partners they're gonna they, they were forced to go against their their own and therefore they're gonna take that out by going even harder against black folks so i think that's one way is going to affect black people. I think another way it's going to affect black people is that we're definitely going to see the need for black people to arm themselves. Because people can ask, keep on asking, well, is this the start of a civil war? It is not the start of a civil war in the same way that civil war that we know of from back in the day. But I do think that these maggots, these MAGA idiots, and these conservatives 
are going to keep on coming after government officials. They're going to keep on coming. They may not they may not execute an entire siege like they did on the Capitol. But like guerrilla warfare and, and, and shit like that, totally. And the reason why I think that's going to affect black people is because one of the people that they're definitely going to try and come against is going to be Black Lives Matter and other activists and come after them even harder. Because we all knew. See, this is the thing. We all knew that we were kind of screwed either way. Whether the election was won by Donald Trump or lost by Donald Trump, we all knew we were going to have to deal with some bullshit. That's why I'm saying that this isn't really shocking. We knew we were going to have to deal with some violence. Either the violence was going to be a violence birth through feeling extra emboldened by a Trump win or a violence of aggrievement because of a Trump loss. It just happens to be that it's a Trump loss. Okay? But I think those motherfuckers will come after black folks. They're definitely going to come after Black Lives Matters and Black Lives Matter protests and marches. And I think they could come after black folks like just individually when they get when they get the chance. And so we saw an uptick during Trump's presidency of black gun ownership. I think black gun ownership is going to have to continue. I think that shit is going to have to rise. And that includes me. Now, look, clearly I'm talking about legally owning your firearm. Like, don't. Don't go out there and try and protect yourself from white, white, white supremacists and then end up just going to prison. Like, don't do that shit. And yes, even though I'm saying that I believe in legal black gun ownership, that does not mean that I don't believe in sensible gun laws. Motherfucker, if you're a dude beating your girl, you should not have a gun. Fuck you. I don't give a shit if you black, white, Asian, Hispanic, native... I don't care if you're a fucking green and polka dot. Your ass should not have a gun. If you out here, if you have a history of domestic violence, fuck out of here. Take that motherfucker's gun. Let him let him cry about them, all his amendments. He should not have a gun. Okay? Background checks, universal. Yes, motherfucker. Do that shit. Okay? But I still think, though, Black fools are going to have to arm themselves Because these fools ain't stopping Okay These fools Are still going to find a way to organize themselves And to go after their enemies And obviously one of the people Who they consider to be their enemies Is black folks And black activists And black protesters Okay So I think we're going to have to arm ourselves So we can protect ourselves because here's the thing is that they're already spreading lies and theories that it wasn't actually MAGA or conservatives that broke into the Capitol. It was actually Antifa in disguise. It was actually Black Lives Matter protesters in disguise trying to make us look bad. They're already spreading that conspiracy theory with no proof because, of course, it's not true. But that's the thing about conspiracy theories and conspiracy theorists. The absence of evidence is evidence of the conspiracy. In their minds, the conspiracy is so well placed and so well done that you can't find evidence of it. That's why 
for them, the lack of evidence is evidence of the conspiracy. So, you know, you got a whole bunch of them who believe that shit. And therefore, you know, enough of them, enough of them is going to make a fucking point out of continuing the violence that I do think black folks are going to have to arm themselves. Lastly, it's probably not last for real, but it's the only thing that I can think of as I kind of read the tea leaves on how this is going to all play out. I think black activists, unfortunately, are going to get caught up in this online purging. I think Twitter and Apple and Google and all these platforms banning Trump and white supremacists four fucking years too late, mind you. But yeah, doing all that shit, I think the unfortunate thing is that black activists are going to get swept up in these bands. Some of it is going to be reversed, but some of it is going to be permanent, right? And I think that's that's mad unfortunate. And the way to avoid that is if you're a black activist, you got to make sure that you have a way of communicating with, you know, your followers and the people who are coming to you for advice and, and organization, you got to figure out a way to communicate with them that's independent of these social media platforms. You know, maybe it's just email. Maybe it's a podcast. Maybe it's a YouTube channel. Whatever it is, but it can't simply be Twitter and Facebook. Right? And so I do think that as a as activists, you're going to have to you know, diversify how you communicate with people because I do think black activists are going to get caught up in this sweep. And I think for many, I'm pretty sure for many, it will be momentary. Like they'll have their account suspended and then further, further research, the account will be given back. But I do think that enough won't get their shit back and it won't be an accident. You know? And so all this is going to be the ways that this shit comes down on our heads that we need to be very wary of. We need to be very concerned about how all this affects us. But we're going to be talking about all the ways that this is playing out. I mean, right now on Twitter, if you look up the no fly hashtag, we're just seeing loads and loads of videos of white folks who were participating in the insurrection who the FBI found out catch them at the airport find out they can't fly home because motherfucker you're a terrorist you are now on the no fly zone or rather the no fly list and that's it for your ass it's a beautiful beautiful thing to watch and we're gonna keep on seeing this shit play out and we're gonna keep on seeing more and more information like this coon I, I even know he's Ali something or another Got banned everywhere. Over here talking about fuck you, liberals, fuck you, fat people. I don't know what fat people have to do with it. But fuck you, this person, that person, that person. And then begging for money on on Twitter. Or rather begging for money on Instagram because PayPal shut him him down and and Venmo shut him down. so So, you know, he can't make money off of the lie. And he was like one of the leaders of the whole stop the steal bullshit. You think he's going to lay in the cut? He's probably going to reorganize and find some other kind of way to get vengeance upon all his enemies, which he 
figures to be mostly black liberals. And so you got to we got to armor up. And that's being that's being completely honest. And trust me, that's not a position I come to lightly because one of my best friends, basically my sister, is into guns. And from the get go, when the pandemic hit and all these people were being unemployed, she was like, I'm going to get my gun ready in case shit pops off. Now, shit never popped off the way she thought it was going to. Like, she was like, hey, I'm going to get my gun ready and just make sure I'm protected. And, you know, when riots break out because people don't have enough to eat. People don't have enough to eat. No food-related riots have ever broken out. That, that was never something I thought was actually going to happen. But the bigger point that she was making, that she felt the need to protect herself. Because she just did not trust how society would react when put under pressure. And I think this is a scenario where, yeah, get yourself a legal gun. And if motherfuckers pop off and they put your life in real danger, you're going to have to put someone down, man. Because these racist motherfuckers are taking it to another level. So that's my thoughts right now on all this capital siege insanity. You know, I saw people talking online that they don't believe, that they couldn't believe that these motherfuckers would do a insurrection and then think they could just get on a plane and go home. These motherfuckers didn't think they were doing an insurrection. They thought they were being heroes, saving the country, saving America. When you think you're a hero, you don't expect to be treated any other way but as a hero. Them, those motherfuckers thought they were Iron Man. <laughs> they thought they were coming out here snapping fingers, saving the entire world. But to their shock and dismay, just dismay no motherfuckers, you're going to jail. You are going to spend the night, days, and for some, years in jail. And my hope is that these senators that egged this shit on, that pushed the lie that the election was stolen, I hope that the Democrats have at least the balls to kick them out of government. But wouldn't it be awesome if Ted Cruz was also arrested? Ooh. Mm. That is a, that's a video I want to see. That's a video I want to see, download, and then print out every frame and put it as my wallpaper. Literally as my wallpaper on my physical wall so I can look at it every day. Ted Cruz being let off in handcuffs. That would be amazing. But yeah, those are my thoughts so far on this craziness. Got one more thing I want to talk about, and then we're going to wrap it up. So one more thing I want to talk about before we leave, before I get out of here. Trying to keep it to an hour, like I promised you guys. Something that popped off on the internet last night that I had no plans to actually talk about. I wanted to actually discuss some other things. But I just, something popped on my head, or rather in my head, yesterday as the news broke. That it was official that Lori Harvey and Michael B. Jordan were dating. 
Now, let me be very clear about this. I want to make sure that it's understood. This is not going to be some gossip podcast where we talk about who is dating who and who's getting divorced from who and who's... No, no. And it's actually who is dating whom. But that's neither here nor there. Right? We're not going to get into that. But the reason I even want to talk about this is because my first thought was, wasn't the rumor or the accepted belief was that Michael B. Jordan doesn't fuck with black women. Hmm? I remember that was the shit that people kept on throwing around. Michael B. Jordan does not like black women. Now, look, here is the reality of the situation. And please really hear me. You don't know these people. Stop talking like these are your friends and you know their dating habits. You don't fucking know. What would have been awesome would have been if they never made their relationship public and people just kept on believing that Michael B. Jordan doesn't date black women. That That's something that I would have done. If I was Michael B. Jordan, I like to see people say stupid shit. Right? I love to see people say stupid shit and just watch them wallow in their ignorance. That's the kind of shit that gets me, that gets me off. Just watching people be stupid as fuck, right? Because the reality is you never knew who this man was fucking. You never knew. But somehow, somewhere he got the reputation that he doesn't date black women. And in all likelihood, <laughs> Laurie is not the first black woman he's dated. Definitely, I'm going to put, I mean, I would assume, I can, I can kind of guess you know, that this isn't the first black woman he dates has been famous because there were rumors on the low that him and uh, Lupita Luongo was a thing for a little while. Huh? But the point that I'm trying to make is you don't know these people. Stop talking like you know their dating lives, like you know their dating habits. Okay? Stop talking like these are your friends. You know who your friends are dating. You don't know who these stars are dating. You don't, For years now, I've been hearing about how Jay-Z and Beyonce were going to get a divorce. <sighs> for years. Now, it does turn out that some things I heard, especially from one of my best friends in the world, about Will Smith and Jada, that, that does turn out to be true. <laughs> okay? Every once in a while, you got to get on that bullshit and, oops, you're actually, you're actually right. But by and large, you, you, y'all don't know what the fuck y'all talking about. This man, for all we know, was dating plenty of black women all while y'all were slandering him. Now, look, I don't know if this relationship is going to last. I mean, I see jokes about how Lori is going through black men, and I say good for her. I mean, you're you're single. Play the motherfucking field, okay? Until you're married. <laughs> Well, my best friends in the world has a saying, until you're married, you're single. Which is kind of scary because there is that little in-between part before marriage where you're engaged that she's just totally overlooking. Uh, But I'm going to let that go. (laughs) I'm going to let that go. But that's her thing. If you're not married, you're single. And I'm just like, yo, I tell men and women this all the time, but especially men. Play the motherfucking field, yo. You're single. Have fun. And... She's dating and sleeping with, presumably, 
presumably all these dudes. I don't give two shits. I don't give two shits. I don't care. Let her play the field, whatever makes her happy. As long as she's not doing anything illegal or immoral, let let her do. Let her let her live her life, right? Let her do her. Let her live her life. My only thing is, this would have been awesome if it was still a secret and y'all was still talking that bullshit about Michael B. Jordan. Now, the other side of it is, before this news came out. I just ran up on an old article that I had saved around the time that Chadwick Boseman died about how Michael B. Jordan specifically, but I'm sure this was true about many people from the Black Panther cast, but how Michael B. Jordan specifically was having a really hard time coping and dealing with the death of Chadwick Boseman, R.I.P. And so my hope is that this helps because I know what it's like to lose someone who you really love suddenly. And that shit can fuck you up. And you need a you need not only intestinal fortitude to make it through, but you do need a good support system of family and friends to help you out as well. Uh and so my hope is that this helps. You know, who knows? Maybe this was born from that. We don't fucking know. I don't fucking know. And I'm not gonna pretend like I know. But those are the two thoughts that came to my mind. But I definitely want to kind of get out there that you don't know them. You don't know these motherfuckers. Stop talking like you and Michael B. Jordan are friends sharing texts and stories back and forth. You don't know who they're dating. Stop talking like you know. And stop feeling like you have some kind of ownership over them. Okay? Shit is fucking gross. This fucking celebrity worship shit is such bullshit, yo. But I'm happy for them. As, eh. That's a lie. (laughs) I'm not necessarily happy for them because I really don't care either way. But in the category of news, I will put this in the good news category. And my hope is that it works out. My hope is that, you know, they get married and have a bunch of, you know, chocolate babies. No. That's how I hope it all ends for them, you know. And so that's it for today, guys. Thanks a lot for coming in tuning in i'm setting up some dope interviews that we'll be getting to in a couple of weeks because you know when we talk about you know blackness and black culture it's not just hip-hop you know there are some dope black photographers videographers painters cartoonists writers yeah i want to get all that culture in here all the ways that black excellence is is flexing I'm really excited about some of these, you know, interviews that we're setting up. And we're going to have some fun. We're definitely going to have some fun. So, stay safe out there. Wear your motherfucking mask. Wash your motherfucking hands. And then give me five stars. Review this as the bomb. And share it with your friends. (laughs) Share it with your friends. We're going to be having some good times here on this podcast. And thank you very much for tuning in. I will talk to you guys Wednesday. Peace.